0: Welcome to Friend Williams Podcast, where Smashville and Hockey Town collide. And now your hosts, Rhett and Ron White and D-Law, Dan Lawless. Hello, Rhett and Ron. Welcome to episode 33. And I don't have sound effects for this one, unfortunately.
1: Way to go, tech guy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so if you're listening to us live, um obviously you can get us on Facebook at Predwings Podcast, uh, Twitter at predwings pod, and you can always email us at predwingspodcast at gmail.com. So all right, just a quick update. Uh, last, had a game last night, and we actually won a game. Um,
1: who played goalie? Who do you think? I'm the goalie oh, on thought, Thursday nights. Oh, I thought maybe the backup got a start.
0: Uh, we don't have a backup. <laughs>
1: oh, you're poor team. Uh
0: we won 9-1. to Should have had a shutout. Lost uh, three minutes to play on a breakaway. But I played pretty good, um, even though I didn't get many shots. Um, But speaking of hockey, uh, well, actually, this whole podcast is hockey. But um, fantasy hockey, um, we played each other. uh, Actually, it was last week. It ended on Monday, I think, or Sunday.
1: You got lucky.
0: It was on Sunday or Monday. Sunday, uh, but um, guess who won? <laughs> I know it's a sore, sore subject for you, but <laughs> wait till you hear how much I had twelve eighty six point five zero. You had twelve eighty six point zero. That's yeah. point five. That's point 0.5 points. That's one shot. One See, my, shot. I won by Steve one. Pinity, shot.
1: I didn't I didn't get McDavid back in my lineup in time.
0: Well, he that he would have had more than half a point, but one shot. Yep. <laughs> um,
1: I like bottom feeding.
0: Yeah. I guess so. Well, you're still in second place. Um for now. No,
1: okay, you can't join.
0: Um so who, who are mean, you talking to? Never mind. <laughs> you're talking to me <laughs> well you you're said talking to yourself lo- again you, 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 you said to let zinc in and i tried, have a but... drink have another
1: drink there it so
0: is. what's new oh he's oh, sick he's probably yeah, sick and tired of listening he, to he's sick and tired of the sabers losing but losing. um <laughs> well um before we get into that um anything on your front you know i talked about my game and No fans. i don't have,
1: i live a pretty boring life i don't have Yeah much well going wait
0: till yeah well that's why you need to get play, back playing hockey well, I'm shooting for it uh, we more soon yeah, we're soon So um do we want to jump in the wings recap or we just want uh, i you said uh
1: yeah, I mean, it's. it's you it's were not- surprised that
0: when I said that the uh, Buffalo lost, but they lost to the Carolina today. But um, so I'll let you yeah, jump for my, right my, into the my
1: recaps are going to be pretty pretty easy. I mean, they came out lackluster against both the Devils and uh, the Sabers. I mean, the Sabers. I- I've said this many times on the show, uh, even last year, that they're putting the pieces together. They're coming together as a team. They're playing great hockey. The thing that dis, I mean, out of the Devils and the Sabers. I am more disappointed about the wing Sabres game than I am the devil's game. Um, Partially because the Sabres in Detroit, I feel, are are very similar in in areas of their rebuild. They're still young on the rebuild, um, but they've put the right pieces together to be better than they were last year. So I really compare, you know, I I really, like I I matched Detroit against Boston's game. And I said, you know what, I want to see where Detroit is in the rebuild because – The Wings were, you know, they're playing the top-tier team. As we had mentioned, Boston's the oldest team in the league per average. So they've got a lot of old veterans, and we've talked about this many times on the show. But that game, I was kind of gauging, like, where are we in the league? So I was looking at the Sabres game. So now back to the Sabres game. And that was my testament of where are the Wings in their rebuild. And it kind of disappointed me a little bit. I mean, I know every team has their off night. You know, what would make me feel better is if the Wings have the Sabres on the 30th of, of this month. They need to win that game. They need to bring it home and win. That'll help me feel a little bit better. Uh, but overall, they just came out flat. They just, the entire game, and, and the problem that I saw with the Wings, and I think where a lot of teams are starting to expose them is the speed aspect of it. If you outskate Detroit... It creates so many opportunities, and I know that's that's pertinent for every team. But that is a weak point for the Red Wings: is they just don't have the speed. So as you get these teams like Buffalo, they're fast. They've got some fast players. Uh, they're they're quick with the puck, and that's where the Wings really struggle. And I I know it's a new coach, a new system. But we got to give it a year. That's what again. That's why I had Detroit not making the playoffs this year because it's it's all new to them. Um, but. The game that I like the most is obviously Washington. Now, Washington had a few key injuries. Tom Wilson was out. You know, they had T.J. Oshie wasn't in. So, I mean, they're missing some some top-tier players. But as it is Detroit, and a lot of people don't, you know, Bertuzzi's a top-tier goal or score for the Wings. Verana is another goal scorer for the Wings, as well as Robbie Fabry. Those three guys produce year in and year out for Detroit. And having those three guys not in the lineup really hurts us. But going back to the Washington game, the Wings came off two embarrassing losses. This was a game that they had to bring home, and they had to win to get their momentum back. And it was it was nice because well, Ovechkin comes out and he scores a goal. The ironic thing about that goal, D-Law, I don't know if you knew this or even Zink, but so he was chasing Gordie Howe in the goals. So if he had scored a goal that night he had tied Gordie Howe for all-time goal score. Before that game he did meet um with Mark Howe Gordie's son and you know they they had a great conversation. But he comes into Detroit, Mark, or Gordie Howe's hometown and ties Gordie Howe overall for for most goals scored in a career. So it was kind of my, you know, monumental for Ovechkin. It was kind of cool for the Wings, uh, having it done in Detroit. Uh, but, but this game, you know, it, it, they came out and Detroit usually plays from behind. So if you watch Detroit, they usually don't take an early lead. I've noticed, and they're always kind of playing themselves out of the hole. But they were able to do it. So Ovechkin gets a goal, and then towards the end of the period, you know, fourteen fifty-eight into the second period, uh, Raymond Raymond scores a goal. So Lucas Raymond kept it going. Kubelik gets another point. You know, he's another bright spot for Detroit right now. Um, but then there was really nothing um, after that until, you know, later in the third period when Andrew Kopp scores – what ended up being the game winning goal. Now he just came back from an injury. So he's been out and there's been some questions about, uh, is he going to be a good fit for Detroit? Is he the person that they want him to be? I mean, there's been some questions and we really haven't had that test sample of him. but I'm happy. He showed some, some speed out there. He beat out an, uh, um, an icing. He scores a goal in the second period, in the third period. And he just had an overall good game. Like he wasn't afraid to go in there and, you know, get mix it up a little bit. So, pretty happy with what I saw that game. Let's see what happens next game. Um, and then Larkin nets the, uh, you know, he nets the empty netter uh, to just you know secure the game. But that was a game that there there was a must win. So, the Wings need to keep this momentum going. They need to come out. They need to play with speed the entire game, and they need to finish like they did it um, against Washington. Because the last couple of games they've had third period implosions. Zinc knows he washed it. they put up like six goals in the third period against Detroit. They need to finish out games. And that's that's where I think their age. And um unfortunately they're they're slightly behind Buffalo in the rebuild. But I, I think they'll they'll work on those pieces. But um, you know, that's, that's all I have for for Red Wings. Uh D what do you got for Preds?
2: You know the
0: same old, same old, same old. Lose, lose, lose. Well, so you—it's kind of funny that they played the Capitals right at the Red Wings. Um, You—you mentioned the Preds or the Wings played pretty good against the Capitals, but well, the you know they so the Preds—they played home. That was last Saturday. Um, They had a quick start, actually, um, surprisingly. the Yak, uh, Yak of Trenton. He got um, actually he got hit um, he got hit in the neutral zone. It was a clean hit um by uh, Beck Malenstein. Um, he I think is he, he's one of the Capitals rookies. Uh yeah. Oh no, uh, twenty he's, he he was their twenty sixteen uh, third round pick. Um,
1: he ended up getting the game puck First Yeah. Goal. His yeah, first ever. Um,
0: but yeah, it was he was playing really good, um, okay. uh, and just p- p- more preds miscues. I mean, they two two players collided in, in their D zone. And it led to a um, now
1: that there that's a Heinz problem.
0: Well, that'll get I on
1: board. That'll well, get on. board. Bo- bo- he's no. not,
0: Well, I mean, he's not. I mean, I'm. You know, I'm really hard at Hines, but he's not out there skating. I mean, you you, you know, you know. No, but
1: here's. But he, he's the leader of that team. He has but, to prepare his guys to be in the right place at the right time. He puts the scheme together. They need to follow. Yeah, the scheme. Yes, if they but, go off, if they go off, it's like when you. It's like when you make a recipe. If you forget to put sugar in a cake, it's going to taste like crap.
0: Well, anyway, it led to uh MJ ninety Marcus Johansson who's back for his what third time in the Capitol. So now I think it's only his second. Um but I, I don't uh I don't think he scored. I think he hit the I think he hit the post on it, but it led he to did. a chance. It led it led to a chance um off you know, off another turnover and and of course the Predators are taking way too many penalties. Um and you know, Grandlin, um too many men call, um, which I don't believe that should have been called because he he could have touched the puck. He was in the neutral, but he purposely and you could see it. He purposely did not. He purposely avoided the puck. Purposely did not touch the puck. And um, but I
1: still think that constitutes a penalty, though
0: because but he, he didn't play the puck men on the ice. Yeah, but it you can could, have could he, could he have played it if he wanted to. But he purposely avoided the puck. Okay, but he purposely he, he knew he knew if he touched. the let me now let puck, me, now let me ask it,
1: now let me ask this question: What if there's a capital coming down the ice <laughs> and runs him over? And now that that would have been. We'll, we'll say, it, we'll say it's Ovechkin. We'll say it's Ovechkin coming down the ice. He's trying to avoid it as the fifth or we'll say seventh guy on the ice. So now he's a seventh man on the ice. Ovechkin's coming down. Let's say, and he's going to play the puck. And he and the, which Pred was it you said, Johans or
0: Granlund, Mikael Granlund.
1: So Granlund avoids the puck, now gets in the way of Ovechkin, and acts as a screen. Do you think that's okay? He avoided the puck, but he interfered with the player. I know that didn't happen. Well, if that he, had happened, would that be okay in your mind?
0: He yeah, but he still didn't. It doesn't
1: matter. It's it does It wouldn't have been interference. He's in the play.
0: I just don't think because they didn't. They didn't have possession of the puck. I, I
3: so how how are you
0: supposed to make a line change if you don't? Have, I mean, you, what do you? You, not, may, you play you hockey. Got,
1: you know how to make a line change. You go to the bench. The next. Yeah,
3: but you're gonna have
0: you're, you're gonna have six or seven guys out on a line change. That's why they have a rule. Yeah, within, but in what ten feet of the box or the bench or 5 feet or something like that.
1: Yeah, I have no idea. And they were all that I'm just, but I, I don't know. To, and, I would have to read the way the rule is written because sure if if you're not playing the puck then yeah, you're just out there but you can act as a screen. I mean, you can slightly interfere with the play a little bit without actually playing the puck. I mean, there's things that you can do as that extra man on the ice. I mean, how long was he out there before, you know, his Replacement gets off the ice.
0: Yeah, and well, and and it's funny because later in the game, the, the Capitals uh, got too many too many players themselves, and I see Dos is joining us again tonight, so we'll get him in later. Um, but you know, and then Cole Smith, uh, he had a chance, short handed chance. Um, and after the two capitals collided on their power play, so so something was going on in Nashville with players colliding, um, but you know he uh, Cole Smith uh, he he missed the net on that and but the um, the Smith Sanford and uh, Carrier line. Really look good, uh, you know, as far as zone time in in the early going. Um, but turnover is just uh, turnovers. I mean, it's just like it's it's like watching beer league. I I don't I don't want to be comparing the two because they're so. I mean, not even close. But it's I mean, it this elite level like the NHL. You you should expect it. There's at least, I mean, you're, there's always going to be turnovers, but to you know, you got to minimize the turnovers, and they just—they're not. And if I gotta say, if it wasn't for Soros, he dominated the first period. It would have been probably five nothing. Um, yeah, I only tuned in for part of that but, game,
1: and he—he he was playing pretty lights out, and I watched. He had a,
0: he I think. I mean, obviously, it won't happen because the the media and the NHL—they won't even play it, but. He had the save of the year in my eyes. Um, it was on the goal line, and his glove was there, and he was able to just like keep. It actually hit his glove. It was, I mean, that was a goal. Because it was not for his glove, but you know, it won't even be in the think, top think five. Thank gloves. Well, well, yeah, they'd be they they wouldn't have a hand because they'd be their hand would be broke. But yeah, that I guarantee that save will not be in the top five because the media and the NHL just they, they won't even play that save. Even well, it's then. a
1: long season. I mean, who knows? I mean, if, if it could be but, top five of the week, but who shows the top five saves of the week? I mean, where would you actually go view that?
0: Probably ESPN like, or NHL dot com.
1: Yeah, and I mean that's that's part of the problem is like you're not going to see it on like Sports. You might see it on Sports <laughs> Center, but they're not going to, you know. Shove it
0: down your throat, like other sports. But um, I, once again, I don't know who's controlling the, who's running the Preds' power play. But I think they need a new somebody else. I mean, I, I, don't. I mean, obviously the coach has some say in it, but they usually, usually one of their assistant coaches runs the power play, and then another one runs a PK. <clears throat> but the power play struggles. I mean, he doesn't even. They barely had it in the zone. Um, Oshie Carlson left the game in the first period. And, and so we thought, you know, I thought maybe that'd be a good sign for the Predators, but they just,
1: yeah, I mean, they had five, they had five power play opportunities that game. The
0: Predators, for some reason, the Predators pulled, uh, Saros with four minutes to go in the game. Um, they were down by what? I think. Two or three. I can't remember. Um, I don't remember what the final score was. Three-nothing. Um, but, um, but I think, I mean, the Predators are usually played the Capitals pretty good. But it's just the Predators can't beat Kemper. They, he, Kemper owns the Predators. I'm going back to Colorado days. It just – and just the Predators just – I mean – they, they really weren't know? even in the game. Now we're
1: talking power play here. Uh, the Predators are only at 14.3% Yeah, in power I, I got to figure in, out. They're t- tied with Winnipeg for 27th in the league.
0: I'm, I'm going to have to find out who's running that power play because they they haven't had a p- good power play in like three, at least three, four years.
1: But I will give you this, though. I will give you this. I know you said that they've had a lot of penalties. The Predators are at an eighty-three point three percent penalty kill. The only teams oh, that's ahead me. of them, the only teams ahead of them, are Dallas, the Devils, the Islanders, and the Sharks, uh, and the Bruins. Bruins are number one. That's right, Dose. They're they're at ninety-four point nine percent of um, penalty kills. Uh, I will say the Wings are number nine. They're in the top ten, so I will take that as as a Wings fan.
0: That's because uh, of Soros. I mean, and, you know, if uh, that goes into, I think I mentioned it earlier, if it wasn't for Soros, this would have been a blowout. The Edmonton game was just even worse. I mean, I started watching that game, and I turned it off after the first, I don't know, five minutes. I started watching the game. Um, but um, early, going into the Edmonton game, Soros, he, he had stopped 65 of 69 shots. So, I mean, he's definitely getting the bulk of the bulk of, uh, playing time. Obviously, you know, 69 shots, that's that's a lot for any goalie. Um, and, well, how many games is that, what, five or six? I don't remember how many games it going into that game, but... You know the Preds, again they came out got the, got an early goal 34 seconds of the game I was like oh yeah maybe we were maybe we were gonna turn turn and you know turn the tide here and on the road um, Matthias Eckholm uh, he was crashing the net got the, got the rebound put it in but then Edmonton just phew, they're back to Edmonton three 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 goals on four shots. Um, McDavid got a couple. I think uh, McDrysaddle got one. Um, McDavid is McDavid. Like
1: he's, he, he, we've talked about him before. He's, he's uh, one of the I, best in the yeah, league. Yeah, this ain't
0: this ain't the McDavid shit. Well, sixteen McDavid, seconds, McDavid, and then the press called timeout, and it didn't work. It didn't work because you know two. Two goals in 16 seconds, of call timeout, and then Edmonton just David had a four-point night that about. game. He had two oh, goals and had two four assists. He has a four-point night game every game.
1: That's what I mean. I mean but, he's an elite presence. He's one of the best to ever play the game. I mean, he's just electric down but, the ice. He'll I mean, split defensemen and just put it top shelf with, with ease. I mean, he's just hes a phenomenal <laughs> player. So he, he's hard to stop. He, he's one of those players but, just very difficult to play against.
0: Embarrassing loss. Embarrassing. I mean, there's no way you should. I mean, I don't care how many good players they got. There's you don't lose what it was eight to two or something like that. I don't remember what the final score was. But they, you uh, know, uh, last uh, seven night
1: four. the The problem, the problem is, I mean, they've shown that they can score goals. But as one of the, um, predators fans put on social were, media, goal was,
0: garbage. Goal time, though. They, I think that's, three of that's their goals is, were in like, the last night.
1: The, the they didn't have any effect on the game at all. It didn't help the game, it didn't hurt the game. I mean they were just they were more pad statting goals is what this one fan said. And you know, I, I, I can't say that he's right. I understand the, the thought process. But these players are they're out there to win. I mean they you know, they don't wanna lose by three goals and allow seven in a game. I mean they they don't wanna do that. Um you know, it just it just goes back to do they have the right personnel on the ice and do they have the right coach assembling the per- personnel?
0: And I think the of those are no. But, I mean, after that loss, they should, they, they but need they a came, fire high. Yeah. But, but they, you they know, came they, back.
1: I mean, they, get into the last Calgary night, game.
0: last night they played, um, you know, Calgary and they came, I didn't see the game because I was playing hockey myself. So, um, you know, they, they came up with a 4-1 lead. Mark Jankowski scores uh, in his debut. Um, and then, Forzberg you know, Forsberg... Forsberg, Yoshi, and Duchesne scored. Yeah, um, and,
1: but Yoshi and... Uh, uh, or, I'm sorry, Duchesne and, and Forsberg each had a 2-point two, two night, which is respectable. Yeah,
0: you know, well, Forsberg should have three or four points a night. I mean... You're paying them, so but so you know at least they they end this two game two game skid and maybe they can right the ship and the rest of this road trip. But they got Colorado coming up, and you know a few few games we'll I'll get to later. Um, But let's uh, let's bring Dose in. And uh, maybe he's got some insight on the Bruins. Um, they had a. Is of a, let him in too. Uh, he's sick.
1: Oh, so he's not joining us.
0: Young yeah. boys.
1: How are hey. you
0: doing? So Bruins had a kind of Bruins had kind of a up and down week. They lost one, and I think they won. I think that was only
2: one they lost. I think they won a couple. No, they they've just kept winning. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah.
2: Well. It's, yeah. They're um, nine and one,
0: ten and one. Yeah, I think they just yeah, but the one loss was I think to the Rangers or something. Well, I mean,
2: they they shut no, up. They the lost Blue to Ottawa it's... in like the third game. Oh. No, this week they just lost. They to... haven't lost. No, they didn't. You're wrong. Uh, I thought I saw. No, they had a. A spectacular comeback against the Penguins. The Penguins. Oh, that's one. Yeah, that's oh, right. I because Pittsburgh.
0: I saw Pittsburgh's winning. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. So yeah. That's right. That's that right. I saw. A, I saw the a game. overtime game. Yeah, or the overtime goal. That's right. Yeah. That
2: was a demoralizing loss for the Penguins.
0: Well, they they're on a skid too. They've what, six in a row now. Seven. Yeah, well, they, and
2: they they lost the very next night against uh, I think the Islanders.
0: Uh they lost to Buffalo. Um, Buffalo. Actually, Buffalo. I think they got I think they got blown Buffalo. up at
2: Buffalo. The, there was a good game on tonight. Um, obviously, I didn't watch because. Uh, uh, Carolina man. won. Carolina. I'm just looking at this. Uh,
1: Lindholm had a freaking night,
2: man. Three assists and a goal. Yeah, yeah. he's on my fantasy team. Woo.
3: Yeah,
0: that's that's.
2: Man, That's... you you're gonna become a Bruins fan after this season. No, no, no. the
0: the, the okay. Ducks the Ducks are wishing they kept them. But yeah, uh, Sebastian Ajo had a hat trick tonight against Buffalo, and they won they beat Buffalo five to three. So maybe I don't know if that'll cool Buffalo off a little bit, but
1: I don't think so. I didn't think Carolina
0: but, was really that I mean, but, hot. I mean Buffalo
1: just just Wednesday Buffalo beat up on the Penguins as well. I mean they dropped thirty three well, shots on them. They right. they won. I the think even. Area. I think
0: even the Predators could beat up on the Penguins right now. Yeah, I don't think so. No
1: I think offense. after that win uh, yeah.
2: the Bruins got over the Penguins, that just really uh, took the wind out of the sails. And anybody who's coming in the very next night is going to beat them up, which happened to be Buffalo. I don't think Buffalo sticks around. I think they go, go back to where we expect them. Uh, Carolina is exactly where we expect them.
3: Carolina
2: is. I, I Carolina was my my pick for uh to make it to the Stanley Cup uh for the east. And they
1: could. I mean they're they're playing good. I mean they just beat um you know the Hurricanes last night in a shootout. Or I'm sorry, the the Lightning in a shootout last night. I mean they're they're playing they're they're playing good hockey. They they put 55 shots on goal up. Yeah, that's a ton of shots. I mean they're putting the freaking It's like two
2: games worth of shots.
1: Right. <laughs> right.
0: Wow.
3: But, I, like- I,
1: but I, I want to go back to Buffalo, and I'm not just saying this because uh, Zink's in the room, but I don't know if they're going to cool off. I, I just I I feel that, you know, the city of Buffalo is electric right now. The hockey team's doing great. They're the both. football team's doing great. And I think they're going to carry the momentum. I don't think they'll carry it to the playoffs, but mm-hmm. I think they're not going to be a bottom feeder like they have been the last, several years where they come out, I think it was two two years ago, they went 10-0, and 0, and then they ended up, like, second to last <laughs> in the league. I I just feel that Buffalo might be different this year. I, I like what they've put together on the ice.
2: It's, it's know, fun man. to watch. You might be a prisoner of the moment. I very well could be. I know I am, but I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, you need to.
1: <laughs> I, I don't see Boston. I mean, they're going to have their losses. No team is going to yeah. go out and win, you know, 81 games i mean it's just near impossible but i don't think Boston's well no, i, 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 I wasn't thinking
2: i was thinking more like old like detroit wedwings like you know 110 points or 120 points whatever it is oh back in the heyday back in, yeah.
1: the, in the late 90s yeah 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 they just had a just last night they did a uh 97 uh they got all the players from the 97 team back together and had a had a moment on the ice with the the Stanley Cup. It was it was kind of a cool little Oh, that must've been awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah it's their it 20, anniversary.
1: 25 years.
2: Was um the defenseman yeah. there, was his name? He got into a car accident and he was never Vladimir, Vladimir Konstantinov. Yes. He was there. Yep. Oh, nice. There. That's awesome, dude.
1: He goes to a bunch of games, believe it or not. Um, you know, you know, there was a thing on on TV or the game that I was watching um, and I've seen it on social media as well. That you know, b- believe it or not, they're actually his care is running out. Like not not his health necessarily. Oh, no, no. I don't know what you're the saying. funding for his care is is going down. So they're trying to hold benefits and stuff to keep it going. A lot of players are donating money and you know autographed items and um, just doing everything they can to make sure to keep taking care of him.
2: Yeah, hopefully Detroit the team, the organization itself doesn't, you know,
1: I, I have a feeling that they will. I don't, I just don't see, I mean, not, not to get crazy here, but the Illich is a story about uh, Mike Illich, the owner who passed away and his son, Chris took over, but Mike Illich, um, you know, he, he, he was one that everybody in the city loved this guy. Like he was very, I don't want to say quiet, but he was very to himself. Um, but the city loves him because he always gave back, he always put money in, he revitalized areas. Um, you know, he was just he he was a great guy. So I don't I don't see the Illiches getting rid of um you know, I just don't see him tossing Konstantinov to you know to the side. I just I don't. Well, well who knows? Yeah. I mean who knows? I mean it's his kid taking over, so I mean you just you never know, I guess. A cool little side story. Um, Mike Ilich actually paid for Rosa Parks's apartment because she was attacked in like a pretty poor neighborhood. So he paid for her to live in an upscale nice neighborhood um, in Detroit. Well, there you go. So hopefully hopefully so, they, they give Constantine uh, off the Rosa Parks treatment.
0: Not to cut it off, but um, did we talked about the four board hit uh, last week. Um, I did find that video. Uh, I did post it on the podcast uh, social media. Um, But after looking at it, um, it didn't look... I mean, it looked like a clean hit except for the head contact. And that's why... I think that's why they call it a penalty. Um, But as far as the elbow... Oh, no, I don't think I don't he did I don't think either, he even got get, um,
2: get
1: any penalty for it. Yeah, I, I, I got to say. He, I'm, I'm his his elbow. What
2: well, was I'm that, dose? Blown, I'm still blown away by the Rosa Parks, Igor, Konstantinov connection.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I thought about that after I said it, and I was like, boy, I don't know if that's the right way to put that. But I couldn't backtrack. So thanks for pointing that out there, Dose. <laughs> yeah,
2: so so uh,
0: going back on the head, um, I don't think the elbow, I mean, it, he didn't con- – he didn't lead with the elbow but he followed through so it just made it look like it was an elbow but i still think because of the because of the head contact it should have been uh one game suspension um what do you, what do you guys think um should it have been i don't think even think he got suspended i haven't heard
1: I, I don't think even suspension i would i would slap a fine
0: on him well, fun, you you know, know but does that think, really, I mean, does, does that really deter? I mean, unless it's a huge fine, and it's no. But right? what's
1: it, what's his history? I don't think he's ever been suspended.
0: Well, yeah, I guess mean, I, I don't that's why. That's why it should only been one game. Him. It well, if it's a it's a head contact, I mean, they want to get rid of head hits. I mean, <laughs> it's that's why one game. You yeah, want to get done. rid of head hits. that's when you know, make them sit out a game or, you know, depending on how, you know, the, the history of the player and how violent. Because, I mean, he didn't get injured, did he? Plano didn't get injured, did he?
1: He was, uh, he had to go back. He, he, was, he, he left the game, the but yeah,
0: well, that happens. I mean, you get hit in the head He with was puttied
2: up a little I, bit. I don't know what hit you guys are talking about, but was it malicious?
1: Oh. It was the one we were talking about
2: last week.
1: Yeah, he finally went back and watched it—the one against uh, Joe Valeno from the
2: Red Wings. I still haven't watched it.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's—I—I I would just slap a fine on him, you know. Hey, listen, that was questionable. We're not going to suspend you this time, but if you if you come up and we see more head contact, then you're gone. We'll we'll get you out of here for a few games. You know, just give him a, give him the warning. I mean, yep. it wasn't Valeno wasn't Fair. injured to the point where he was out missed weeks of games with concussions he did get checked for a concussion he did just ride out the rest of the third period in the locker room which wouldn't have mattered because the score was out of hand but
2: I'm, I'm guessing it's the kind of bullshit you see in like almost every game too especially towards the end
1: yeah i mean it was just it was just a it was he's a tough player for him. he plays a game physical and you know and it's the adrenaline's going to- it is. I mean, it's just one of those things. I don't. I don't think it was intentional. I don't think he was thinking. Let me just put this guy into next week. Um, I just think he was trying to follow through this check, and I think it was just more unfortunate circumstances. That's why
0: I don't think I
1: would. I. I didn't like it, well, but the I don't way think you... I would suspend him.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah. And speaking of uh, questionable hits, man, I was watching the Senators Lightning game uh, earlier this week. Um, Shabbat. As I seen, he, he he had put a hit on uh no uh, no call um but the, I mean that that game was rough from like a minute into the game uh ron's favorite player uh austin watson i will not i won't start it because then he'll get on a rant about that um he uh was
1: just a woman yeah he,
0: yeah he uh he fought uh maroon uh they got no fight <laughs> early in the game and then it just the centers were just i mean there's a lot of questionable hits um Throughout the whole game, and it was just getting real. As as the game got, it just ramped up and up. But that, that, the Shabbat, I mean, then the, the, I was watching the Tampa Bay feed, and they were just going nuts on that no call. I, yeah,
1: I, I don't, I think Ottawa's really creating an identity through being physical. I mean, To Chuck, he's physical. He fought last game. Uh, I just, I, I think that if you look at their games prior to that, which D Law, we broke down a little bit. They just play a very physical style of hockey. It kind of reminds me not not so much of like the Broad Street bullies. I don't think they're compared to that. But I think the the style is similar. Just with not as big and beefy and tough guys. But um they're just out there hitting everything. They'll fight anything, anybody. It's just it's kinda wild that Ottawa is like that.
2: I, I call it the Kachuk effect.
1: Yeah, it probably is. They're all maniacs. But yeah, I I, yeah. Did, I like that style of hockey. I'm I'm okay with it for now. I I kind of want to watch
0: it. And uh, Gambrell, I think that was in the same game. He had a five minute major. Uh, he got a toss for the game too uh, for an elbow hit to the head. Um, I didn't hear if he got suspended on that or not. Yeah, I
1: don't. I think he did.
0: Uh, there is even, you know, I don't. He was a lot of hits from behind too. But. You know, all this talk about like finding and suspension
2: It always worries me. It's going to turn hockey into another fancy sport. Is it, I mean, the way it exists today, even still, it's the. I, I yeah, I, I think that
1: they need what they need to do is let fighting. I, I, you can't encourage it. But you have to, I, I really think that you have to allow them to police themselves on the ice. I mean, let them come out there. And if there's a high hit like that, then we just do it. You know, let's drop the gloves. And it's going to start to decrease because I'm going to be more conscious of who I'm hitting and who I'm not hitting and how I'm hitting them.
2: couple fights break out uh, at the same time in the Bruins game the other uh, last night against the Rangers. That was That was nice to see. I love that style of hockey. And this leads
0: into... I think we have a rant room this week. You are are now now entering the the rant room. room.
1: So... I'm going to go out and I'm going to rant a little bit on George Peros and the player safety. You know, I what led me to this one was when I look Uh-oh. at um Kuznetsov and his cross check versus uh Rasmussen from, from Detroit on Krejci. Rasmussen got got two games for his check or his his slash to the head. It was, if you watch the two side by side, and I'm not saying by any means that either one of them are not suspendable, but when you watch Kuznetsov, he full on swings his stick like a baseball bat motion to make contact. Rasmussen at least made an attempt to make it look like he was trying to finish his check, which maybe he was, but he did come down a little bit fast and hard on Krejci, like it was it was blatant that he made a swing attempt but it didn't look like it when you look at them side by side they're they're very different so how rasmussen gets two games and kuznetsov only gets one is very confusing to me so what i did was i went back and i looked at some of the different questionable hits over the last season or two to see what went unnoticed by peros and in his goons in the player safety office. Uh, so one of them that I want to point out is an old Boston boy, Toy Krug, the sucker punch on Michael Bunting. I don't know if you saw that. They were just kind of locked up. It was some rough stuff. Krug had lost his helmet, so he's holding on to Bunting, and then he just cold-cocks him. Didn't even know it was coming. Very similar to the, the um, Chris Moore and... Todd Bertuzzi that we were discussing last week. Very similar looking play, um, except bunting didn't fall. Nothing for that. Not even not even a, a review. Let's talk about Taylor Hall a couple of years ago. That one, that one I don't like. That was not a bad like everyone made a big deal about it. Um, you know, it's just something I jotted down. But his on Labushkin, I didn't that was just a little pat on the chin. Uh, but this one, Nikita Zadorov, he plays a game physical. He's a big boy. Um, his hit on Luke Lindening, so he comes across the ice, leads with his elbow. I mean, it was blatant. Hits him right in the chin. Nothing, not even a not even a hearing. Evander Kane on Brandon Hagel. Evander Kane has a long, long list of infractions in the NHL. And outside of the NHL. He's been in trouble with the law, with gambling and, you know, women. I mean, he even tricked a woman into an abortion for crying out loud. Uh-oh. Um, you know, faking his va- I mean, the guy's just he's kind of a dirtbag. But he comes in on Brandon Hagel and just completely annihilates him from behind. I mean, Hagel was even bent over, went head first into the boards. I mean, you can you can paralyze somebody doing that. Not even a penalty not even a hearing from the player safety committee it was just unbelievable the other one i want to point out uh lafreniere's hit on victor Hedman. i mean this was out of his way to make contact he went out of his way and he raised the elbow caught him right in the chin across the ice not even a penalty i'm sorry not even a hearing no suspensions nothing I mean that hit I would have given him 2 to 3 um you know all day long. Now this one is from last year. Everybody remembers this one and it's your boy Marshand on Tristan Jari. You know, he kind of went in and you know gave Mar- uh, Jari a little little shot and he fell over. I think it was more embellishment on Jari's part at that, you know, at that particular point of this scuffle. But then he comes around and takes his stick and jams it into Jari's mask. I mean, actually turned it on his on his face. Now, was, you know, my I've only played goalie once, but those masks are pretty tight on your face. So to have it actually turned sideways is a pretty good shot. I mean, it's it didn't hurt him. It didn't put him out of the game. Um, you know, but I I would have given him at least two games for that. He has a history, which we talked about before. Not even a, you know, nothing. He did have a hearing, I believe, but nothing amounted from it. It's like you can't use your stick as a weapon. Um but it's just one of those things, like what does Paros actually call and what is he actually looking for? Like what what is it that they're that they're I mean, there have been so many opportunities for him to put the hammer down. And I don't I don't want to take the tough stuff out of the game. I want to take the cheap stuff out of the game. And if they're not gonna allow fighting, then they have to find a way to protect the players. And I just think that, that you know, going back to the Kuznetsov and the Rasmussen incidents, I mean, was there precedence because Kuznetsov is a bigger-name player? You know, he's a Stanley Cup winner. He's a more recognizable name. Is that why he only got one game? I mean, it, I, I don't know. Um, and uh, But, yeah, like, like D-Law, chime in. Like, you're right. Peros was a goon. He was, you know, that tough guy out there doing that stuff he should know what goes on out there so you know and i and again not trying to take any physicality out of the sport at all i love the checking i love the fighting if players were able to fight this wouldn't even be a rant room this wouldn't even be a conversation because those types of plays would take care of themselves but the nhl doesn't want that they don't like that they're trying to get away from that so they either need to do a better job in the player safety office and and, and be consistent or they need to back off on the anti-fighting agenda. But that's my rant room. All done.
0: I didn't want to jump in because I completely agree. I mean, and like I said, you know, and, uh, Peros was a goon. I mean, he should know what's suspendable and what's not. I mean, he's been suspended how many times now? I I think he's been, I think he's been suspended more than Marchand. But um, I'm sure. Moving on, um, you know, kind of funny uh, that night in that. I actually think it was a center, Tampa Bay center's game. uh, Tampa Bay scored empty net goal. And well, they thought he's got an empty net goal, but they actually reviewed it. I reviewed an empty net goal, and then it got reversed because they were outside. Well, they got uh, the play right. He it was one of those plays where he was. Oh yeah, I mean, it just funny. I thought maybe uh, it was, kind of funny. If I don't want to tie the game, they didn't. But it <laughs> but funny. But it was one of those plays where the player backs. He's got possession of the puck. And he backs into the line, but because he's got possession, he's onside. Well, he did that, but he didn't have possession. <laughs> so it was outside. It was it was the right call, so I don't know why he was backing up. He's hadn't entered that goal, so I don't know. And the Coyote, and the, you know, the, I don't want to keep Harper on the rest, but they missed a high stick under the visor on a Coyote uh, the other night. Um, I know there's a lot of things, you know, happen in a game and the rest can't get everything. But, I mean, that's I mean, a high stick, you know, in the face of somebody. I mean, there's four of you out there. I know the linesmen can't call penalties, but I, if there is some way where the linesmen, I mean, obviously, maybe, maybe let them call something. But, I mean, you don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if you want to start making linesmen, do that but yeah i don't know how you would fix something like that i mean because you can't just say oh he high stick and then two minutes later it's called penalty he's like wait a minute that was like two minutes ago but you know th- there's two refs out there i mean one should be looking yeah, they
1: can't play. be everywhere i mean they can't they can't be everywhere everything i mean that you want them to be i mean they're they're human they're gonna make mistakes but you're gonna miss I, things but would, would that fall under reviewable? I mean, is that something that could have been?
0: No, um, no. But I mean, he, I, I don't, don't think there was a
1: call on the ice. He didn't. No, he didn't. Really he, 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 didn't
0: he, he didn't get caught or anything either. But it just you know, it was a high stick. It was an inadvertent actually stick. But um, you know, and and speaking of you know goals, Silverberg <laughs> had a beautiful goal. Um, the only thing is. Um, he was on his own net.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I kind of feel bad <laughs> he, for him.
0: He was coming back to make the play on it, and, you know, it was a great defensive play. He lifted the stick and went to – he went to shoot it – I think he went to shoot it in the corner, and and it just went – nice shot right in the net. I mean, obviously – bad it, for it, like The, the goalie. Guy
1: he had no shot.
0: Oh, he probably should have. I mean, I mean you, you got to be ready. I mean, I know he, he saw us play had the puck. And, but but he the thing is, he, the was, he,
1: was playing, he was playing the shark coming down. Yeah. He wasn't expecting, because yeah. he, he went out wide. Like, was... Silverberg, Silverberg forced him outside like you're supposed to do. And he ended up, the puck just happened to get loose, and he was going to swat it out of the zone and put it, like, top shelf.
0: Yeah, and and it was that ESPN game when they had uh, actually it was both females doing the game. Uh, your oh, favorite snore. It was, kind of- and
1: it has nothing to do with the gender. I just think
0: Leah Hextall is just
1: awful, awful. She doesn't know the game. Her her, uh, like, and her, and, her commentary and, is terrible. Or-
0: oh, and she. I, I don't. I don't want to get on this topic again, but she doesn't, uh, she enunciates weird. She's like, she enunciates, enunciates the wrong word. It's like, hey, scores. now oh. I'm like, what the heck? Uh, come on. But, um... That just <laughs> sounded
1: like an adult movie.
0: Yeah, okay. Oh, kind of kind of like uh, kind of like this.
1: Wait, 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 Dan. <gasps> Yeah, I was going to say get that ready. Get that ready. We're going to we're going to do a little uh, replay here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All
1: right. Jacob Silverberg coming down playing great defense. Oh my god, he just scored on his own goalie. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. And uh, your favorite that, that is what that was going through his mind as like I can just. See, I'm playing this out as Jacob Silverberg skating down the ice. He's, he he's sees the the next. I mean, he has a perfect connection on the puck. And <laughs> All of a sudden, he looks and and he as it's a- traveling through the air towards the goalie. He hears that noise, and then the he sees his head. He Play sees it again. Played again.
0: He, he sees a puck in the net, and he's like, oh. <laughs> "There it is." <laughs>
1: but, but he played that beforehand. Now Dude. now play, play oh. the other one, play oh. the other one because that's the shark's player, oh. no, the other one <laughs> that's the sharks player
0: <laughs> thank you final. very, mu- thank you very much for that oh. <laughs> so um... It-
1: now, I wonder how this would work, okay, let's say I don't even who was the shark that was coming down. I don't even know who it was, I don't. But he, let's say he had two goals, and Silverberg scores another goal. Is that a legitimate hat trick?
0: No, if he scored three goals, it's a hat trick.
1: He was considered to have scored three goals, but he didn't actually score the
0: third well, goal. But officially, it is because if he's got the officially, third goal, officially yes. But I mean, it is was. that
1: something like? Would you be would you be happy about that? I'd be happy. I created. I mean. I mean, I want to be the one to score. I mean, I'll take three goals. One.
0: Three goals. It was. Uh, who the heck was it? Oh, it was Timo Meyer. Was it? Uh, no, that wasn't. Was that the tying goal? It was against Anaheim, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. It was so it, it Sharks
1: Anaheim.
0: It had to have been Timo Meyer. That was a tying goal.
1: Yeah. How does that feel?
0: Because like that goal was goal that right? was an unassisted. That's the only unassisted goal. So I'm. Thinking, you know, it's you know
1: it's great. The the video on, that I watched of it. You know, you know what the uh, the title of the video was. Ducks players are really buying into the tank. What the hell was that? Oh,
0: I got the video on.
1: Silverberg scores the goal.
0: No, I wasn't that one. That was a nice goal. Um, I don't know. They gave an assist. Was it the Anaheim-San Jose game? Did he assist on his...
1: Yeah, Anaheim. No, nah, I just watched that... that. Ducks and Sharks.
0: I just watched the video and it wasn't that one because that was like a top-shelf goal. Um, So, let me see. Oh, wait. Maybe it was the 8-5 to five game. Because they played twice Were they in Anaheim or Oh wait that was a Canucks game sorry I have no idea I, no. I say we just
1: find it off the air and we'll put it on the We'll put it on the website
0: No, I was just trying to figure I was just trying to find out who scored that goal But I guess or who gave that who, who they gave them the goal But uh, anyway um, I don't want to keep harping on the Coyotes I know we talk about the Coyotes so much But I mean this is just embarrassing For the league you know they've had they've had three home games now, and the capacity crowd for actually let me, do you want to take a guess? Take a I guess. Know, I
1: know what the answer is. I know what the answer is, but I'll say it. Their five thousand capacity arena has been maxed out as an average of forty six hundred attendees.
0: No, an average of forty. Say it was forty six hundred each. Game, all three games was forty six hundred. So that's not an average. No, that's what the attendance was.
1: Oh, just for the last three games.
0: Every all three of their home games, they had forty six hundred. So what
1: what is the average of all three of their home games? If it's not forty six hundred,
0: all three games, the attendance was forty six hundred.
1: So their average was forty six hundred. Which is pathetic. I mean, no, no. We can split hairs on this all day and I can bust your chops on it. But overall, as a hockey fan thinking about this, that is just pathetic. It's just garbage. Yeah, how, and how, how does that even work?
0: I mean, I'm trying to find something here so um uh, very But me.
1: again, think about this. Think about this. We're we're, you know, the three of us in the room right now are all from Rochester, New York. We've got RIT, which is a Division 1 school. You know, I went to the Frozen Four. You know, a handful of years back, they just built this beautiful Jean Pollicini Center, and, and it holds approximately—I don't even know—I'm going to look it up to see what it holds because I've been in there. I can use that as a comparison.
0: And it, it, to compare the the Amherst tonight. Their attendance and it wasn't even close to uh, sold out. I mean, there was a lot of empty seats. I mean, it was a good crowd, but there was a lot of empty seats, so they could actually get more. The attendance was sixty three eighty seven. That's two thousand more than what an NHL team is getting.
1: So here's because here's the other I, thing. It, here's the other thing. RIT Stadium or Arena. I shouldn't call it a stadium is about 43 to 4400. And they they get pretty full. And this is for college hockey. So the arena is approximately the same size.
0: Oh, they usually sell out uh, a week ahead of time. Right. And place. and they and,
1: and for like right. shows and concerts that they do in there, different, you know, off-ice stuff, they can get almost 6000 people in the arena. And I'm guessing that's because they'll put seats and stuff up by the like on the um like in the aisleways and hallways and stuff where all the food is. But anyways, so we kind of have an idea of the size of this arena just by in comparison to it's slightly bigger than R.I.T. Not by much, a couple hundred seats. And RIT sells out. RIT's packed. Except during breaks. Nobody's there, all the students and everybody's gone but i think one of the issues is if i'm going to an nhl game i want a 10 dollar beer and a 13 dollar hot dog like that's just that's how i roll and i don't feel that i can do that maybe i'm wrong but i don't feel that i can do that in arizona because they have a drinking section so now i have to get out of my seat i have to go fight everybody and their brother to get into this little tiny drinking section. And then I got to sit there and wait. It's just not a fun experience. So, yeah, they're not going to fill that arena every week, every game rather.
0: I wonder if Dose knows um to, to compare, uh, you know, there's got obviously college arenas around him in and, and Massachusetts. I wonder if he can. Well, I think he yeah, said he was I in said, like, so New
1: Hampshire so... or Vermont. I don't think um, he in
0: uh or, or well in that area because I know you know there's a lot of college in there just wonder what the attendance Jane, is in there's a big one.
2: the attendance for what uh,
0: uh, a, a college arena uh, you know because no, coyotes that. coyotes had the three games uh there are three games there was a capacity crowd of forty six hundred each game each all three games so far
1: <laughs> just, see I'm just wondering if they think that's like if they're like just embarrassed or if it's like a mockery of like i'm not gonna do this like i'm a coyotes fan but i am not gonna go to a college place to watch a game like i don't want to go there it's not gonna be fun it's not gonna be electric it's did you just
2: say they got to move to a different section to have a beer yeah, I was reading yeah, about a, the stadium. It,
1: they have a drinking section. It, it, I oh, think that's yeah. because it's a dry because, campus. Be,
0: well, it's all, well not, not only it's because it's on a, on a college campus, and they can't, they can't like same thing with RIT. Because it's on a college campus, they can't serve alcohol unless it's in a, like a suite or something.
1: Yeah, and I'll drink my $10 beers at home. Like, I, I want... Yeah. Like I was saying before, when I go to a game, I want to enjoy the experience. You know, I, I want to get a $10 hot dog and a $13 beer. Like, I want those things. I, I know I shouldn't. and I, can't. I don't want to spend 13 bucks. No, but I complain about it. But it's like, I'm still going to do it. Like, this, you know, right. second period, the team's losing. It's like, shit, I'm going to go get a beer. At least you could
2: eat it wh- so I you have know, that option. where you want.
1: Yeah, I walk up, I yeah. order the beer, and I walk back to my seat. At this place, you have to stand in line. Got to
2: ship you out to the smoking section.
1: Right, pretty much. I mean, you sit here. I don't think they have
2: one of those because on college campus.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a bore. It's a snooze. And I, I can't believe the players are okay with this. I'd be embarrassed. I don't think they're
2: okay with it. I, they just got to deal with it. What choices do they have? Yeah, but I mean, it's just,
1: ah, man, I just, I, I could not, as if the Red Wings said, hey, listen, you know we're going to go play in eastern michigan i am not going to a game there i'll go to you know if i'm a michigan resident you know i i i don't know where the heck i would go
0: well they'd, if they had to move they'd probably play i'd, I'd have to it. go to
1: chicago to watch a game they well if, if, if
0: the Buffalo? red
3: if the red wings
0: moved they'd probably just have to they just move to the old olympia or actually that might be the uh, same same as uh, the Joe gone. gone. <laughs> but, um but just briefly, where you know, I mentioned the Amherst the, the tenants tonight was uh sixty three hundred, I said I believe I said uh yeah, sixty-three, almost sixty four hundred. Um, but <laughs> it didn't look good. <laughs> you know, they they ended up winning a game five to three, but they got out shot Forty to twenty, they played the Utica Comets, and I tell you what, if it wasn't for, uh oh, oh, God, now I can't say his first name, Pekka and, um, Uka, it would have, it would have been Uka, yeah, Uka Pekka, Lukanin, it would have been over in the first period, it would have been seven to one. Because I mean, the the Amherst couldn't get nothing going. They didn't. They, they want. They had three shots on goal in the second period, and they scored on one of them late in the game. It was a nice shot too, um, but they, you know, they they, they went like six minutes, game minutes, without a shot on goal in the second period. Um, you know, they only had eight shots in the third period, and um, they scored on uh, uh three of them yeah three goals in the third period uh i'll well, well two quick goals um but each team had a shorthanded goal um but yeah i mean they, they just better thank lucan and because i mean they're, they're, he's definitely the reason why they won the game. i mean yeah they scored five goals they had those quick goals in the third period but it would have been over in the first period without him um but yeah that's just wanted to briefly mention, you know, maybe you know, as moving forward, you know, get a little more AHL minute, you know. I didn't get anything on the Milwaukee Admirals this week, but you know, and and then you know, obviously the Grand Rapids Griffins, but you know, I you know, I'll to start to pay more attention to the AHL, you know, get more insight, you know, more teams too, you know, obviously. More diverse, diverse. Um...
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's I just like talk about the Griffins because the Red Wings have a lot of depth that are playing down there. Um, you know, so it's you'll see. I think you're going to see guys rotating between Grand Rapids and Detroit quite a bit, just to give. I mean, obviously they got to play the salary cap game, and you can't play so many games in the NHL. So I think you're going to see some. They've got quite a few guys that are you know somewhat almost ready but not quite. Um like Simon Edvinson, he was slated to be an um, you know, like a third or or, or fourth pairing D man. Um but he just he he didn't have a great preseason. Um but you'll see, I think you'll see guys like that come up play a few games. So yeah, it's it's kind of neat. So you want to d You see any of the uh you see any of the suspensions this week?
0: Mm, no, there was suspensions. A, there was suspension. No, I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry. Fines. I I miss. No.
0: Oh, uh. No. I didn't hear anything about any fines. No predators. I don't think. No, oh.
1: it wasn't predators. One of them. Now there were there were two of them. Casey Zizekas and Trevor Ziegris.
0: Well, oh, What I mean, did he do I now?
1: I don't like Trevor Ziegris. Did Ziegris and... get a fine?
0: Did Ziegris get a fine for uh lacrosse move?
1: No. No. He took a. He <laughs> slashed. Um. Uh, Matt Benning from San Jose. So he got checked. I mean, he was going to play the puck, and it was a questionable late game. But it was, he came, and I mean, if you watch this, he chokes up on his stick and he swings that thing like 100 miles an hour. I mean, he went for the skate. He hit the guy's skate. He hit Benning's skate.
0: Bunch of jerks.
1: Um, but it but it was it was malicious. I mean it was obvious. And he, got, was it he like he, but he got fifteen hundred for that. And and now I don't like Trevor Zegris. I think he's cocky. He's was it like the Bertruzine
0: or whoever that was for Vancouver? I always forget. What what he are you sw- about? Oh, that guy that swung his stick at Brashier. And it was, well, like it was he played for the McSorley. 40. It was McSorley? Oh. Yeah, Why do I always funny. think of
1: I don't know, because you're brain dead some days.
0: Yeah. No, some um, days <laughs> um,
1: But yeah So so I didn't like that I mean that was an obvious If you watch If you you can Google it You watch it I mean he comes down And hits him right In the ankle Nobody was hurt Nobody was hurt um, He's just kind of like Yo I shouldn't say Nobody was hurt I mean he Benning just kind of Turned around like You know like What the hell Are you are you serious um, So he gets 1500 For that check Or for that a slash. slash Now I, I don't Like I was saying Before I'm not a Zegers fan I think he's an extremely talented player. I think he's got hands that I would love to see in Detroit, but I don't like him. I I don't like him. I think he's cocky. He's arrogant. I don't even like the way he looks. And I know that's, I shouldn't profile like that. And I I don't, he just looks like one of those kids. He's got the flow. He's just got that look about him. Kind of like that, that kid in high school, almost that, you know, you just, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, he's just that kid that you look at, like you see in, um, what is that? Uh it's almost like The Karate Kid with Daniel Russo and that other kid. Well, he's that other kid that just kind of looks that part of just a punk. But so he got he gets 1500 for that. Now we're going to switch over to Casey's Ezekis and in Chicago he's playing and he's coming down the ice. Now the thing that I didn't like about this is he's coming in and making a hockey play? So he takes a shot at the last second. He makes contact with Alex Stalock, the goalie for Chicago. Stalock had to go; he left the game in concussion p- protocol. Szezekas so gets five thousand for this. Now the problem—the oh! <laughs> problem that I have with this—the <coughs> problem that I have with this call is that his was a hockey move. He didn't go intentionally and hit Stalock at all. Also, if you watch it, he never even enters the crease. Stalock put him. I mean, I know you have to play the edge of your crease, but he was outside the crease and he makes contact, and there was head contact. I mean, it was just—it was a fast bang bang play. It just was one of those, um, you know, just kind of didn't. I don't even like I probably wouldn't have even fined him for this. I might have given him a 2 minute interference penalty like hey, you just crushed the goalie, I'm going to give you 2 minutes, you know, just to play the part. I would tell Stalock if he was still in the game like, "Hey, listen, you came out of your crease. Like you got to protect yourself a little bit more. Like you you you're not fair game. We're going to protect you, but if you come out and you're in their playing field, like you're going to get hit." And it was just one of those bang bang hit. So why is Zegris getting 1500 and Sizikis is getting 5000? The max, like it doesn't make sense to me. I don't, I don't understand that. And again, that's where I think Peros is just dropping the ball. I don't think he's doing a great job at this. I'll say it to his face, "State law, Dan, you need yeah. protection. Yeah, you need, you need protection <laughs> in more ways than one, man. Like, please don't do that to us." Yeah. Um,
3: <laughs> so,
0: um, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Toronto's a mess. um So I wonder if Boston or Detroit want a cup smasher.
3: No, of course
0: not. Know, Toronto, Toronto's a mess. Well, the Cup Smashers on waivers. Toronto put uh, Nicholas Obey Kubel. I like saying that name. On waivers. Um, he sucks. <laughs> well, he had zero points in six games with Toronto, but the, I guess they're almost as bad as Nashville. <laughs> but I wonder if somebody's going to pick him up, maybe for the AHL team.
1: I don't know. I just, um, I still like. I'm. I'm not diving into this again. But I'm still yeah. just so baffled about the Nashville. Like, I can't
3: believe. Oh, yeah, it's just, just
0: they need to get rid of the coach, and I think I don't know. Maybe get rid of Boyle too. I don't know. Maybe.
3: maybe
0: maybe at the end of the season.
3: I
1: think a shot buffalo there.
0: Oh well, I don't know. They got to make it out of the first round first. Well, wait. So the Predators, well, the won't even get the first round this year, as long as they got Hines. Um, but uh, I'm. That's all I have. I don't. Do you have any more? Uh, did you? Did you? No, I don't have
1: any more news or. Any, those are the only two finds that I saw um, in the past week.
0: Um, did you want to uh, say? Uh, did you ask something about fighters or something?
1: Yeah, no, I was just – I was I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this the other day, and, you know, obviously back in the heyday, fighting was kind of a big deal. Uh, there's been a lot of different styles of fighters. There's been a lot of, you know, one-hit wonders. Um, and I just – I was just curious to see what people thought were the best fighters in hockey, in the history of hockey. Um, you know, I've I've got two. They're they're both from Detroit, and then one is not from Detroit. Um. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm gonna save my my number one for last, but my my number three, three. My number three is probably gonna be, um, Joey Koser, and the reason I'm going with Koser Uh-oh. is because he was just he was tough, he was violent, and he could take a punch. But everybody that he fought said that his hands were like bricks. And he would fight with broken hands. He just didn't care at all. So, oh, this is one that goes on for three days. Hang on, Zink. Oh, I forgot about
0: that. Whoops. Sorry, I got again yeah, okay. Sorry about that. I thought it was a quick one.
1: I'm just gonna give it another second to make sure you don't fat finger it and hit it again. Alright, we're good. Um but yeah, he would he actually split people's helmets. When he would punch him in the in the helmet, and his hand was so scarred, it was just so much scar tissue he didn't even feel it, but it was like everyone said it was like a cannonball coming at you, um, and he fought quite a bit. You know, he he won a majority of them, but he took he took his losses as well. Um, my number two, and I I I, I want I'm saying this for. Because he was never afraid to drop the gloves, but I I like Rob Ray, um. And I I he he was one of those guys. He was tough. He would fight whenever he had to fight. He was never afraid to turn anything down, um. But he he just he would go out there and he would be that guy for Buffalo, and he took care of his players. Um, you know, McSorley obviously is right there as taking care of his players. I mean he he protected lafontaine he protected mogilny um you know but i i just i think that he is one of the best fighters of all time cuz he just i mean he even fought fans for crying out loud on the ice um but obviously my number 1 is bob probert and the crazy thing with bob probert is he never really wanted to fight But he just kind of found that role and he embraced it because that was his way into the NHL. And then obviously once you're in the NHL, you can't say, well, I'm going to go and try to be, you know, a scorer now. I don't want to fight anymore. No, that's not how you got here, kid. You got to you got to fight your way in. You got to fight your way out. So but he fought all the time like he was never afraid to drop the gloves. I don't think there I mean, I don't think I ever saw a time in his prime where he would just skate away but the other thing with Bob Probert, not only was he, in my opinion, the toughest fighter, the best fighter, the most feared fighter in the NHL, but he also made the All-Star team because he could—he st- he scored goals. I mean, he was on a line, I think it was with Wayne Gretzky and, and Brett Hull in one of the All-Star games. But people often forget that he could score goals. But I'm curious to see what other people think, you know, who their, their top three might be. D. Law, what's uh, your
0: uh, I really haven't thought about it. Um, I don't know. There's just so many of them. Uh, I don't, as much as I don't really like them, I'd have to say Rob Ray, just because he he single handedly made a rule, the, the tie down rule because his jersey was always falling off, and they made the tie-down rules so that well, jersey wouldn't everybody's, come off.
1: Well, everybody's would come off. I mean, Probert was naked every time he would fight. Well... He, but Rob he, Ray would take would, his off to fight. He would give himself that advantage by taking it off.
0: And he's also... But it's funny. And I mean, this is if you look at a lot of these fighters, or most of the fighters anyway... They're all really awesome guys off the ice. Um, take forget um, the uh, the guy for the Predators. Uh, he was a commentator. No, God, I can't remember his name now. Stu Grimson, the Grim yeah. Reaper. Um, yeah, he was a good fighter. He's, too. he's a, it's funny because he's a, he's actually a lawyer in real life. But he's just he's just an awesome guy. You know, off you know, in in. You know, real life, and you know, out, you know, obviously, off the ice, and of course, he, he wasn't playing. You know, he's he was a broadcaster, but he'd sit there and talk to, to fans and stuff like that. But, I'm but yeah, I think it. I think a lot of a lot of fighters are awesome guys off the ice. But yeah, I I have to really look into it. And, and here's
1: the top ten that I found online, just somebody. So number ten, this person has. Terry O'Reilly, um one of the Boston Bruins. Um just he was an enforcer. He would fight every he would, he was one of the guys that protected against the Broad Street bullies. I mean, he took on guys like Dave Schultz, Tiger Williams. Um you know, he was always willing to go toe to toe. Here's one from, you know, back in the 90s, more relevant to, you know, when we were all growing up, Tony Twist. Um he never really played much on the ice unless he needed to fight. I mean, that was his role. Um, you know, unfortunately, he he was in a motorcycle accident, I believe, or a car accident, or some kind of an accident. I think it was a motorcycle accident. I was it motorcycle? Right. I believe, yeah. I, believe I remember so. he was in an accident, and that ended his career essentially. Um, Stu Grimson, they have him at number eight. He was six foot five, two hundred and forty pounds. Um, he was always a, he was a Red Wing for a little while as well. I mean, he just he loved he was just a guy that just liked he you know he was one of the guys that didn't like to fight either I do, I do believe that i read that story that he was another guy that just didn't like to fight but he he was just he's a big boy he had no choice um rob ray um yeah we already talked about the the tie down rule but another guy that just wasn't afraid to fight uh chris nealon um they call him chris knuckles um Looks like he had
0: and going back over
1: 3,000 penalty minutes.
0: Going back to the Tony Twist, he had, he had 1,121 penalty minutes in uh, 445 games.
1: Yeah, Joey Coaster, he comes in at number five on this list. Uh says here that he had 217 fights in his
0: career. And, and- <laughs> his Tony Twist average ice time? 5 minutes and 10 seconds. He had 326 minutes and 10 years of playing. So <laughs> that's what it confirms yeah, you know
1: what? It, he, it confirms that
0: you know anytime he's on the ice he's fighting.
1: Well, here's a question. Do they con? do they consider being in the penalty box as being on the ice?
0: No, this time on ice is time on ice, time on ice not okay. in the penalty okay. box. Okay, I didn't no, know because that, he's why like
1: technically the guy
0: that should be on the ice but he's that's, not so he's That's why they could you okay. know they got the penalty minutes at I was gonna say if know, he
1: was in the if he was in his ice time a game was like five minutes and thirty seconds, thirty seconds of fighting, five minutes in the sin bin, and then he's done for the game. But no, you're right. If I I, I believe it's time on ice. I just was I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. Um, but yeah, Joey Koser, his rookie season. I do remember this this stat about Joey Koester, his rookie season. I believe. He, I don't know if he led the NHL. I don't know if it was the NHL or just the Red Wings for a rookie, but he led in penalty minutes as a rookie and still stuck around for, you know, a number of different seasons. Um. But moving on the list, Ty Domi, number four. You know, a little guy, but he was af- never afraid to fight. I mean, he took on Probert. I personally don't think he ever won a fight against Probert. I know he did the little championship belt thing, but I don't think he was, you know. I think he was more of a cheap fighter than anything else.
0: Uh, You you, you were talking about Joey Koser leading the penalty minutes as a rookie?
1: Yeah, was that a league? Well, his first... Else?
0: Now, what what year would he be considered rookie? Because he played in eighty forty five seventeen games, so technically that would be his rookie year, right? He had sixty four penalty minutes. The next year, eighty five eighty six fifty nine games, he had three hundred and seventy seven, which was the most uh, he had. Oh, you know, okay,
1: so maybe it was like most as a rookie for a Red Wing, maybe. Okay. But still, three hundred and seventy-seven penalty minutes and fifty-nine. Would you say fifty-seven games?
0: Fifty, yes.
1: Fifty-nine, whatever it was. That's that's quite a bit. Um. So Ty Domi, I didn't like him. I thought he had a lot of cheap. He cheap shotted Stu Grimson. Just he was bush league, in my opinion. Um. Then you've got the Tiger Williams who would fight the McSorleys and, um, you know guys like that, McSorley and Terry O'Reilly and. Um, number two, you've got Dave Schultz, but broad, broad street bully. Another guy, he had no teeth, but he was never afraid to fight. Didn't care, fought everybody and anybody. And then you've got Bobby Prober. I'm going to find some stats on him quick. Um, so this person has him at number one. I had him as number one as well. So it showed that he played in 3,300 penalty minutes in his career. In 935 games. Um, for comparison, you know, this. I'm just reading this article. Um, this one is on lines.com. Um But it says, Bob Probert racked up 3,300 penalty minutes in his career, and it took him just 935 games. For comparison, the players ahead of him totaled 3,381 penalty minutes in 961 games. In 1,407 games, and then Tiger Williams, who just blew everyone away, he was the first in penalty minutes. He had 39.71 and 962. Um, that sounds like
0: me and Angel 22.
1: <laughs> now you fight everybody
0: <laughs> every time somebody hits somebody.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's there's been some tough guys, and I just I we've been talking about bringing the fighters back game in and game out, or, or um, show in and show out. I just really think it's time to bring them back.
0: They, that's all right. You can call it a game. It's our game. <laughs>
1: sure. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, there's been some phenomenal hockey, some of the best hockey that's ever been played. Now, if you could find a way to get that speed and strength, because, I mean, let's let's be real here. If you bring Bob Probert out, if he was reincarnated today and dropped on the Red Wings lineup as a guy that could score thirty goals a season like he has and fight anybody and anybody at any time or multiple people at a time, how do you make that work? But but also I think if you do that I don't I mean, I want your opinion on this, D Law. So if if Bob Prober came back today, do you think he's a guy that is going to go out of his way on purpose to take out a McDavid?
0: Oh, I, just, I just don't think yeah. so. He was he never I think kills. He'd fight. He'd he just fight. He never I don't I don't he I made never the All Star game. Cheap. Well, so did uh, uh John Scott.
1: That was but by a vote, it was a joke. Wow. This guy actually oh, yeah, scored a
0: couple goals. Well, I can score in the All Star game because nobody <laughs> no, cares. Maybe not. But this guy, made,
1: this guy made it for scoring thirty, thirty-five goals in a season. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. For a guy that you know is a goon, I mean, putting up thirty, thirty five goals in a season, I mean that's that's pretty good. But I just but again, I, I don't player. See, but I think now watching this ice guardian show seeing the stats that head injuries are up about 20%. I mean I I really think you have to find a way to get them brought back into the game slowly. I think you just need to find I I and I think the only way you you're going to see that happen is unfortunately, you know a, a pretty violent game. I think if somebody goes after a star, if there's a really cheap hit, you're going to start seeing Guys getting called up from the AHL, and then when they play again, there's going to be both teams are going to bring somebody up that are, that's going to fight, and it's just, I think it's just going to be a, a powder keg when that explosive incident happens. It just needs to happen. But to my point, I think that if you were to drop Bob Probert into the NHL today, having grown up in the this, in this game of hockey that we've been watching here the last several years, I don't think you're going to see him start fighting McDavids or Crosby's or you know anybody of that caliber Larkin like I just don't think you'll see him going after captains I think you'll see him protect the Larkins and protect these guys but I don't think you're going to see him go out there and take cheap shots and stupid penalties every once in a while sure but I just don't think that would be the style of game. What, what do you think?
0: He was a protector when he played. Well,
1: right. But, I mean, do you think today, do you think he would go out? Because I think what the NHL is trying to do well, is keep, keep he, the speed. Not if the... he's
0: going to get suspended. No, of course not.
1: But, I, but do you think he would? I don't think he would.
0: No. He's just going to play. <laughs> he's just going to play, like, you know, just... Straight-up hard nose, you know, in-your-face so hockey.
1: That's, that's what I think. But I think that he's going and to take an exception when exceptions are taken.
0: Yeah, like, like the Zegruses.
1: Like that, yeah. He'll go after guys. I haven't again, seen that video. But, again, <laughs> I don't think the NHL wants that because they don't want to have guys like McDavid get hurt. They don't want the Crosbys to get hurt. They don't want the Zegruses. I mean, these guys are the future of the NHL. They finally got the speed they finally got the speed and the scoring and the offense up I mean that's something they've been trying to do they've been bringing Europeans in I mean they've integrated their their um their their pool of candidates and and players from all these European leagues and i I think they finally got that fast I mean the game is much faster now I mean if you watch these videos of when Bob Probert played compared to now, the game is obviously very, very much faster. So the NHL has accomplished that. But I think they also need to protect these guys from getting these hits and liberties taken, especially when you have an incompetent player safety committee who isn't going to make the right calls when they need to be made. I think they need to allow a guy like Prober to come back and police that. He's not going to see the ice time. He's going to be one of those guys that kind of wastes a seat on the bench. But I think it's needed. I think that's what the game needs. You got the speed, you've got the scoring. Now you need the physicality. And maybe,
0: guys, go ahead. maybe 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 the player uh, player discipline is uh, too busy watching highlight reels instead of like what he should be watching.
1: Yeah, I, d- I mean, I don't, I don't know what their metric is. I'm sure they have some kind of a metric. I would love to. You know, have a conversation with Paros and just ask him, like, how do you determine these? Like, why did Zegris get, maybe there's a perfectly logical explanation that we just don't know.
0: Um, oh, I'd love to be a fly on that wall for that conversation between you and Paros. Like I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even I wouldn't, off on the guy. I, I, would just, I bet you, something, someone on this uh, line would, would be, be said a couple times. You're a moron. No, like I
1: don't, I don't hate anybody. Like I don't hate the guy. I just don't think he's been doing a consistently good job. I mean, I just, and, and again, thank you, thank you very much.
0: That was supposed to be a laugh.
1: I know, <laughs> but I'm just thinking that. You know, if we had that conversation with him or somebody in that office to say, why did Zegris get 1500 and Sezikis got 5000 Like, what constituted that difference? Because um, maybe, like I said, maybe there's a reason. But I just don't think that they, from from my couch as a nobody, and that's exactly what Paros would say, is this nobody wants to know something. But sitting on my couch... And I'm watching this, and I'm reading this, and I'm watching it again. I'm watching it in slow motion. Maybe I don't have all the angles. I think they got these calls backwards. I think Sezekius was inadvertent. It wasn't on purpose. He wasn't trying to hurt Stalak. It's just one of those things. It was a hockey play that went wrong. I mean... He went aggressive at the net like you teach people to do. Be aggressive to the net and score goals. Oh, he's
0: just a goalie. He don't care. No, but I mean,
1: he got hurt. (laughs) I mean, he he had to go in concussion protocol. But I just think that Zgris, who went out of his way to intentionally try to injure somebody, I think he, he should have gotten the max. I don't care if he's a star. I don't care if he can do a Michigan goal. I don't care who he is. Um and I probably shouldn't profile. I mean, I don't I don't know. I just he he looks like an arrogant cocky kid. He might be the nicest guy in the world for all I know. But I just think what he did on the ice was childish. I think it was not what you want kids to to look up to. But I also think it was $5,000 fine worthy. I mean, I, I might even consider giving him a game just to set a precedent. I mean, you've already set that precedent in two games this year with Kuznetsov and Rasmussen that you cannot slash people like that, and he did it, but he only gets a slap on the wrist. Why?
0: But um, I I want to give a um, – I don't know. I don't think you mentioned him, so I want to give a uh, 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 mention to – uh well, he was a Detroit draft pick. Uh-oh. Bob Bugner, as far as one of the uh top fighters. Um you don't think of you don't really think of him when you think of fighting though. Which is you know he had thirteen hundred and eighty two penalty minutes in six hundred and thirty games. Um but he never did play for Detroit. He was a he was a second round pick in nineteen eighty nine by
1: Detroit. Yeah, he's also back with Detroit he's one of their assistant coaches. I believe he does the uh, the uh, uh, special teams.
0: Yeah, come full circle. Right. <laughs> um so I just want to throw out give a get his honorary mention to him. Um but as far as, uh, you know, I don't want to cut you off with this talk. I think we kind of beat it, beat it yeah, to death. Yeah, we did. We did, we did. Um, but uh, the Preds got some games coming up. They're still on their CMA road trip. They got uh, going to Vancouver. I don't know what to expect. Vancouver is kind of hit or miss, I guess. Are they still, I know they had a bad start. I don't know if they, re, if they turned it around. I haven't really been watching them
1: um yeah it's a team that I haven't really watched too much um so let's see what they've done I, I can give you that information right you, they're they're playing Vancouver
0: yeah Vancouver that is um, Saturday I believe it is
1: so you right they had a bit of a, a rough start but then that, yeah that's they coming Edmonton. up they beat they beat Arizona they lost up they them. them. um
0: Buffalo, Yeah, they're not Maryland. playing
1: they're not playing very good hockey. Their last win yeah, well, was uh, Pittsburgh. Oh no, I'm, I take it back. They beat Anaheim eight to five. They beat Pittsburgh five to one. They lost to the Devils. They, they lost to Buffalo. They lost to Carolina. Um, yeah.
0: Who's their, who's their goalie? Is it still? I don't remember who he, was it was. A Holtby or did he? I don't even know if he's playing anymore. I don't remember who's on Vancouver. The goalie. I don't. I don't know.
1: You want Vancouver's goalie?
0: Yeah, I don't know who. He is. I don't even know who's. I know Holby was on Vancouver one time, right?
1: Yeah, no, he was. They've got um, Demko. They've oh got yeah, him. he was
0: in Utica when Utica was Vancouver's foreign team. Yeah, I remember that.
1: Demko, and they've got Spencer Martin. Oh, is, he,
0: is he? Really, is he like a Spencer Knight?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> probably, a cousin.
0: Probably not as good. No, <laughs> I don't know. Just that name Spencer, but yeah. well, you know, the pressure coming off that. Four to one win against Calgary, maybe. You know they they it's going to be Saturday night, and then and uh, they got a couple of days off, and then they then they go to Seattle on Tuesday. <sighs> I don't know. Maybe the, the former Preds will probably Go out. Uh, uh, have have a field day. They'll probably go off because most most former Preds end up scoring against the Preds. Um, Yarn Croak, um, uh, I... You know, we're talking about these former Preds like Fiala and Arbitz you know, wishing that why the Preds got rid of him, I don't know. But, you know, croak was another one I really hated to see go. I mean, that, he was a expansion casualty anyway, Seattle, so they had to let somebody go, but uh, they could have protected him. But that's another story. Right. Um well-
1: what else do they got? Any any other? And then and then they
0: got they're at Colorado on Thursday, which that probably could be worse than loss in Edmonton. I mean, Colorado is just solid. Yeah, I, I don't even I don't even see the Preds scoring a goal against them.
1: I mean, if the it depends on what teams show up. I mean, Colorado's strong. I mean, I don't think they're gonna win, but you never know. I mean, you you just never know.
0: In Colorado, yeah, that's no. Um, but yeah, that's what the Preds got three games and then, um, you know, three, you know, the, the, the road trip. So they'll come back and you know, that they will be next, uh, you know, next week's previews, um, for, for when it, for when they come back when the road trip, Colorado will we'll wrap up the road trip. Uh, but the wings, they have a pretty busy week coming up.
1: They do. They do. Um, they're gonna be in New York uh, for a while. Now, well, one game. I think no, two games, three games. Um, so they. Uh, they're they've, home. They've got. Well, I, I know. I'm it. looking at their schedule. I know when they play New York teams. They've got the Islanders I just tomorrow at, it at one PM. They've got the Islanders tomorrow at one o'clock. Back to back on Sunday against the Rangers. Then on Tuesday they travel to Montreal, then they come back to the Rangers at home in Little Caesars. So they're playing the Rangers twice and New York twice. And you're right, the New York they're playing New York teams. They're not in New York. I take that back. You you're right. I stand corrected.
0: They're at they're at the Rangers on Sunday. Correct.
1: So they've got so they've got New York teams this week is how I should have put it. Not in New York. And that's I, I misspoke. But they've got the Islanders tomorrow Uh-oh. at 1 o'clock. They've got the Rangers in New York. Um, and I think that's – the Rangers are a solid team. And I, I think that's a win that they really need to keep that momentum. And I mean, they just came off a win against Washington after a pretty bad slump. If they can find a way to beat the Rangers – I mean, the Islanders are no joke either. They're actually better than the Rangers. But people see the Rangers as a contender. People are watching the Rangers. The Islanders, I feel, are another one of those teams that kind of skate under the radar with Nashville and Carolina and teams like that. Because you never really hear much um, about them. The only reality. thing Nashville's
0: under is it the bottom of the standings.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean, like I've said before, even when they're the top of the league, you know, n- nobody really talks about them. But going back to, um, you know, the games, like, if they lose to the Islanders, I don't think that's going to be as bad to their morale as if they lose to the Rangers. Because everyone, you know, that's that's the team that, like I said, people are seeing they've got Shisturkin, who they're saying is one of the best goalies. I know he's having he's six and one. I mean, he's got two point four one goals against 918 um save percentage. He's got a shutout. But I just I think that's the team they need to beat to get that morale and to to really turn the corner and build some more momentum. I think this is that that beginning of the snowball. If they can beat the Rangers, I think that is going to be huge for them. Um but I if they have to if they're not going to be able to win both games, which I don't think they might I don't think they are going to win either game to be honest. But if they're going to win one, I want it to be the second one in Detroit. Get the the fans behind it that'll be they'll they'll bounce back from, you know, a potential loss a couple nights before. I just think that second game against the Rangers is gonna be critical at this point in the season because you've got, you know, I said this last year, you've got a lot of young guys in the locker room. You don't want to lose them so early on in the season. Losing stinks. It sucks to lose. You it just that's the morale killer. That's what gets the locker room awry. And it just sucks that they've got a new coach who now would have to deal with all that. So I'm not saying the guys are down. They're, they're having an okay run as a season, but I just think that out of all those games, that that second New York game is going to be the biggest one um, for the Wings in the early part of the season. I mean, obviously things are going to change down the road, but for right now to turn that that, that losing streak around and to keep that momentum going, they they got to at least win two of the four games, and one of them has to be the Rangers in Detroit That second that second game against the Rangers next Thursday.
0: Okay, so that's uh wraps up our previews. Um going into next week, um but I just wanted to mention, you know, we're coming out of October, which was uh, the pink month, um, you know, for for cancer awareness. Uh November is Movember. It's um, so you know, so you'll see you'll see all these players uh, with the stashes, you know, Forsberg's got his iconic stash. Oh,
1: I've got oh. mine started.
0: Mario, yeah. I've seen it. It's not pretty. <laughs> oh, but it's then gorgeous,
1: again, baby. It's gorgeous. Uh,
0: but then again, nothing. <laughs> <added>. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> oh. Get out of here. Oh, geez. You know what? I don't have that Mario playlist here. Well, I guess I can't play the Mario one. So I just wanted to mention that and... um. But I think we should bring up
1: an announcement quick before we start wrapping things up really quick. Um, You know, I I think we should talk about how we're going to have some changes here coming onto the show. I think we're going to be, you know, we've, we've mentioned zinc a few times dose. I I think we're going to have, you know, some changes. D law. What do you, what do you think?
0: Yeah, there's, there's going to be some changes coming. Um, you know, it's for good for good. It's, um, yeah, fire you yeah, can't fire me on the on the on the, on the control, moderator. control board. We're in trouble. Um, yeah. But um uh that, yeah, there's gonna be some uh some some changes, you know, we're we're growing slowly. When
1: um, when we know, you'll know.
0: But uh, you know, in the next few we we're, we're just working everything out and you know we're not without the bot. We're uh, we're uh, we're um we're not just gonna jump right in. We're, we're gonna work out some things and and then kind of um you know maybe gradually. To, yeah, we
1: want to we want to grow. I mean, we want to grow. You know, our 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 mission and our goal is it is. But I mean, we're we're looking to grow the hockey conversations. We want to bring in you know a, a more diverse audience, a more diverse take on. You know some of these, um, you know, different topics that we bring up and talk about. So it'll just be it'll be exciting because it's going to be more in depth. You're going to hear different sides of it, maybe some viewpoints you never thought of before, and it's really going to just really help us to dive deeper into these conversations and bring a more thoughtful um, conversation out of it. So it's It's going to be good changes. We got good people jumping on board, and um, we're really gonna we're really gonna take this, you know, and and really start diving deep into you know, the world of hockey. So exciting things to come. So keep, keep your eyes out. Um, you know, we're going to start having some of the, the hosts. I'm sure we'll have them on next, next episode, maybe introductions. We'll, we'll, we'll work it all out.
0: And it we'll was so, and we're still trying to get some, uh, you know, some more uh, interview, you know, interviews, guest interviews, um, like we had in season one with Tom Callahan. Um, we're, we're not getting there yet, but we're, Hopefully, you know that, that was an interesting in, uh, conversation. So,
3: well, I mean, just, in all reality,
1: we haven't really tried either. Like, we haven't put ourselves out there. I mean, we're 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 just starting out. I mean, we're growing this. We got to build our reputation before we start getting people off the you know off their davenport's at home to jump on our, on our podcast.
0: Okay, and uh, so-, so
1: so zinc is oost next week.
0: Okay. Whatever that.
1: Means. Out of service.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, oh duh. No, I it'll be, it'll I'm, too- I'm so slow on those uh those Ackermans sometimes.
1: <laughs> Zink, we'll see you next week. Um No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um Oh you know what? I, I I have to we might have to change the day next week, D Law. Again, yes. I'm just giving you that heads up now, and everyone that's listening. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm going to take the blame. I, I have a, the blame. I have a late
0: Thursday game next week at 10 p.m. Oof,
1: because I'm I'm heading down to Maryland, so I got to figure this out.
0: Going to see the Capitals?
1: No, no, that's maybe in February.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: really? No, so, we have, we have family and stuff down there, and we're going to we're going to head down either Thursday or Friday. Sounds like rat
0: think. sounds like rat runs getting ready to move down there.
1: I I would. I would, you know, just to get out of this. Uh, I'm not going to make this a political show, but Yeah, there's some good hockey, good sports down there. You know, I'd be right near you know, obviously DC to some extent.
0: Yeah, so, uh, as always, you know, follow us on Facebook, so, and then you can join, you know, use follow the link um, to join in on these live recordings, um, Pride Wings Podcast on Facebook, uh, Twitter at Pride Wings Pod, which I have to figure out, the still got to figure that out on this pod being uh, why it's not working, and you can always email us with questions, suggestions, whatever, at Podcast at com,
1: And send all the hate mail there, but address it to D-Law.
0: Well, there must not be too many hateful, because I haven't got any emails.
1: I've been screening them. You uh,
0: really? No. <laughs> yeah, we, we God, logged I hate, in. I hate that's
3: because you don't have the admin
0: to log in. <laughs> which, I gotta fix that. So, another great show a little bit shorter than last week um as we got cut off i think uh, actually i think we, when we got cut off at the very end of the show but uh thanks for tuning in to the predwings podcast good night hockey t- see ya, smashville